Hey everybody, we're here out at the Welling Court Mural Project Festival and we are uh, wrap, kind of wrapping things up. The sun is starting to set here and we no. are <laughs> we're enjoying the, the last sprays of paint going up to the wall. Uh, Sir Ernesto got here recently and is uh, finishing his wall or starting his wall, modifying it from last year. And we're here with Bike Girl. Hello, hello. And Brooklyn's own Big Ronnie. It was a lot of fun today. I'm super excited to speak to our final guest of the day because it was because of his uh, magnanimity, I'm going to use that word again, benefactorness and general loveliness that we're here at all. So, Mr. Garrison, how are you, brother? I'm doing great. Has this been a Good busy afternoon day and you? evening. It's been busy, but it's actually been really nice, you know, like smooth, and things have flowed really, really well. Amazing work. So it's been busy, but it hasn't been overwhelming. Now, is it possible it's just the calm before the storm and the malcontents haven't actually raised their hand and said, ahem, yet? That could happen. Mm, let's hope not. So far, but so part, good. Part of the wrangling is, you know, to really try and mitigate that type of uh, shenanigans. Now, let's talk about wrangling. Because we always hear about wrangling cats, but I think any artist wrangler would herd cats any day of the week compared to artists. <laughs> would rather herd, herd cats over artists? Is that what you're saying? Oh, Safer, yeah. less scratches. Oh, for sure. It's a very... How have you done it so well? How has it looked so... How has it presented so well? I think a big part of it is, just you know, you look at like any you know anything in life it, this is similar to it you just look at who participates and like if you have people that make life difficult or make it difficult to get things done then you probably don't want to continue to participate with people that make things more difficult you know it's like you want to have a family that's supportive and nurturing and that you know the larger extension of you know, this family that ranges from graffiti pioneers to contemporary street artists and everything in between, you know, it is still, it's part of a, a big family and not only a family, but a family that basically agrees to, you know, play, play well with each other. Like if you have, you know, kind of like the concept of the chain is as weak as its weakest link type of thing or whatever. Like, you know, if, if you have a strong chain, if you have a strong group, it makes it a lot easier and the the people that participate here i think i think make a concerted effort to really bring the quality of their work to new levels like i know people that have kind of done you know new styles new techniques here that they hadn't done before and you know they just really value putting out good stuff and so i think that translates in a whole other way too so that's the artist part of it what about the shrinking landscape of walls that, unfortunately, we're having to deal with and in New York just being a, a constant change of everything? How has that, how has that you know, been this year? Well, I mean, you know, there's, there's lots of... You can look at things just by the straight objective realities of, like, you know, the more large industrial warehouse-type spaces that go away... And the more luxury condos go up with, you know, glass windows and stuff or whatever, you know, that don't have surfaces to paint on, just that objective reality is you're going to lose walls. And so that has an effect, obviously. And also, you know, just it ultimately is everything is about change. 
you know, the New York, is, that's been happening in New York forever, you know, just m- neighborhoods moving around, etc. But so that, you know, this anybody who would ever think that it, things would stay static would have to be crazy, obviously. So, yeah, this neighborhood has a, a lot of development going on. New York City has a lot of development going on. So that changes the face of of that but you know it's interesting too because just today um you know just through randomly walking down the street at the right time and meeting um a a current property owner we just got a new building like the building down the block where the black mesh has been up around the parking lot there's a whole huge warehouse with you know enough space for six artists to do huge pieces you must be excited yeah, and so it's like, you know, it's a give and take. We lose a little here, we lose a little there. Ultimately, as the neighborhood develops, the net is going to be a loss. Um, so, it, and, and it's not about trying to, like, preserve something. It's about going with it and trying to make the most of it and having it be a positive experience as long as the artists want to do it, as long as the community well, values and, it. As long And as to your credit, you're, you're doing something right because you're getting, you know, these artists are coming back year after year. And, I mean, something that I think makes your particular event stand out for me, uh, you know, visiting it year after year, is that uh, I love seeing, you know, familiar faces on, on many of the walls are their same wall that they've been working on. For, and, and you see the, it, it morphing. You know, some have shifted in that. But I think it's fun for me to see, oh, okay, this same artist that I really love their work, I'm seeing it morph into something else uh, on this wall that they've had for for a while and and you're still creative with it i think there's a few new spaces that you've added this year that even though there may have been other walls that aren't there there are new spaces over you know where free five is and the uh uh who else was just over there that i saw anyways there's there's other work over there and even having michelle velt paint that doorway and you know i think that there's creative use of the space and as you say you've got to kind of just go with the changes that's it's always going to happen so well, absolutely. On a long enough timeline, the mortality rate is a hundred percent. Sure. So, but it's what we do while we're here, and what I believe the beauty of street art is, and, and tell me what you think about this, is that it's supposed to turn over. An annual project is what's wonderful: fifteen, twenty, thirty, fifty walls. But a hundred walls in two years is sexier than fifty walls in one year. Fifty pieces of work. All right potentially more artists way more eyeballs and 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 what do you think like if, if if you could would you let more stuff ride or would you always want to turn it over every year you know i mean there, there's nothing that's a hundred percent but you know our, the general gist as you alluded to is that it changes out yearly um but there's been exceptions to that either due to maybe you know access or no longer access to spots and or really get specifically excellent pieces or you know just whatever there's there's been a few exceptions but that's something we thought a lot about um from the get-go was what what's what's the right time period you know and it's like in a city where there's four seasons really you have a certain number of months you can paint so you can't say i'm going to do something doing something quarterly would be crazy doing something twice a year you're kind of pegging yourself in some weird weather yeah and so it's like what's what's respectful enough to be respectful of the artist's time which obviously contribute their time and materials to make it the neighborhood everyone and you know so we just 
to a year made sense. Like we felt like two years was a little bit long. Less than a year was too short. It just seemed like the right thing to do to make it an annual deal. It just seemed like it made sense. Um, and it's you know it's it, and for the people that appreciate the culture and come out to see it, you know, I think it keeps it fresh enough to where people want to continue to come out because even though the majority of it changes up now, there's always some subtle surprises over the year, you know, during the year when we get new spots or whatever, you know, if we get a spot at some other time, we'll activate that. We're not going to wait until the following year. So, you know, there's always a little bit of modulation. So I think keeping it fresh like that is good. And also having the spaces be, you know, they're, they're relatively small and manageable. There's no huge blockbusters. And so it's easy enough to maintain, I think. Like, you know, another, like people talk about sponsorship too. Like, you know, we have over 100 artists. And so just say, for example, if, you know, we wanted to give every artist $300, that's $30,000 that we would need to come up with. So, you know, and now I think, you know, having the right public and private partnerships there's obviously kind of the sky is the limit of what could happen um but you know having that many people involved creates certain levels of complexity than say you just did say we tried to do big blockbusters where we only had five or ten artists involved and gave them huge spots like that would still be interesting and fun but it would be a very different construct it wouldn't be a neighborhood event well, that'd be interesting to kind of hear what you guys think on that well why do we love Welling? Well, I like Welling because it's spread the ways. out. Has someone done this box? There's people around this corner. Let's walk around here. I like I like that. I, I like, mean, it's I spread like out, but yet in a, a very condensed space. It's it's just by the by virtue of the, the the layout of the of the neighborhood that there's like you turn a corner and you see other work going on. You know, it's where it's not it's not set up on a grid really. It's yeah. kind of you know, it's and I a think neighborhood. it's neighborhood. Yeah. I like it because it's authentic. Yeah. Because this is still a neighborhood block party. Even when you don't block the streets off, as we can hear by the music in the background. Um, I love that there aren't ad artists. spaces all over the place either. Yeah, yeah, there's no ads over here. It's for artists. You're not trying to get like big headline entertainment or anything because it's not about that. It's about people coming together and painting walls. And I think there is a, uh, a level of openness to whatever inspires the individual artists there, there are political walls there are walls that are you know have have a, just whatever is important to the particular artist painting that I think is sometimes could be you know maybe you should go with something else you know and, and I think that this is there's there's this kind of openness that really I think go, goes well with the community and I don't think that, I mean from speaking with a few of the residents that live here they seem to to really like what they have in their neighborhood and I think they're proud of it and I think that's something you want to strive toward is making a you know this community environment here where I mean they're so fortunate to have this beautiful work and at the same time they're, they're they just feel that it is theirs and it's you know I think that's an important thing to have within a festival like this so, so kudos to you for that I think what he meant was what do you Did guys think <laughs> about Fewer artists and bigger oh. walls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, I mean, kind of all things it, no. it wrapped up in all of that. But yes, that was part of the question. But that it is also about the construct. I think I like it having is a, more artists. It is segue. More artists is more fun. I'd rather oh, yeah. have more walls. Definitely, especially because you know, if if for me walking around, I I actually 
can't stay at one any any one wall for a long period of time. I like to see the change over time. So for me, I'm I'm seeing this for a couple minutes. I'm seeing the next one, and I'm and I'm walking around. And by the time I get back to the beginning, I see something new on that wall. And for me, it's exciting just to see that that progress, and you can actually see change, kind of in real time versus. If you had, if you limited the number of artists painting, I would probably get bored at a single. Yeah, ball, ADHD you know? would set in. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So here I, ha- I have I mean, the ongoing this FOMO is a of each Sesame wall. Street location. We've got a couple minutes on each letter of the alphabet. Right. <laughs> so it wouldn't be fair to ask you your favorite piece this year. We don't want you to show favoritism. But what was your favorite piece last year? <laughs> Don't show favoritism for this year, but show it for last year. Well, it's exactly. over. Those were um, you know. Water I, I think, I mean, I think there, there's such a variety. I mean, you know, I, I think it really is not possible to have a favorite per se. I mean, I'll think about that as we're talking and see if something pops into my head. But I think I would say that the larger general construct that I think maybe Bike, Bike Girl and I were talking about, were you talking about the political art, how yeah. there's... Like, I think the notion or the the fact that, and I mean, I, I think of it kind of myopically in a way because, I mean, I just, I see it a lot. But hearing, you know, having a conversation like that with someone else that sees a lot of art all over the place. And she was commenting that this is a place that, at, you know, she doesn't really see public art or, you know, kind of activist or socially yeah, I didn't ki- think about minded that until mind. Girl mentioned that either. That and, uh, not around the rest of the city at all right now. There's really no political art except here. And this is like no, a place where it's always no been ants. safe. No, 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 no. No. What, no, what she's saying. And the fact that, I mean, that's something that I know I appreciate. I mean, I that, I come from that that background. I mean, I got in well, interested we in public art. Well, we spoke women from the mural thing, and they told us the beginning of the community murals for them in the city in the '80s were protest. You know, and that's something you're carrying on that tradition. And I don't believe there's another area in the city that is. Yeah, and, okay, and that kind of goes back into a larger construct to the. You know, I was talk, We were talking. I was talking about the family earlier and the group of what what all this is and stuff. It's like. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll be clear, like, you know, there's a lot of super talented artists out there that make really kick-ass work, mind-blowing, whatever, but they're not necessarily that interesting or great of people as far as, like, the substance of who they are as human beings. Like, what do you do in your not-work time? What do you do when you're not in the studio? You know, kind of what do you stand for? What are you interested in? What do your hobbies support? And, um, you know, I think that that's something that I focus, like... I think anybody listening to this, you guys included, obviously could think about it's a no-brainer in life. If there's people that make your life difficult and are not fun and are and or are bad people, like you're not going to choose to continue to do that. And so it's like you have a group of really good people and a lot of those people are very like socially minded, politically minded, neighborhood community minded where where like they care about what's really going on in the world. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's crucial to have a vehicle for, for that. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm preaching the choir. I mean, our, our, our public space is heavily mitigated by advertising. You were talking about that a little earlier. But, you know, so for, for people to have that space to be able to address that, I think is crucial. And I like it, and it's important to me, and it's nice to hear that that's 
observed and appreciated by other people. So in that vein, what is the most controversial piece you've had here over the years? And have you been contacted? Has there been any piece that pretty much was on the edge of getting, you know, of, of creating a controversy that went beyond the, the walls of Welling Court? What do you mean beyond the walls? Um, like the news. Anybody Has anybody come to you and said, this is offensive, this we don't want, or... I mean, has there been any pushback by any of the walls, in which case, you know... There's been, like, very, very minimal. I mean, you know, I'd say, so this is the ninth year. So out of the, I don't even know, you know, how many thousands of people that have come and observed this over the years, we've had probably two people, two people that have complained. And it that basically boils down to, like... The simple fact of you can never please a hundred percent of people. <laughs> like if you show somebody, you know, Rorschach blotter test, they're going to see different things based on who they are as people and what they've experienced. And yeah, so, it may we've not had take the, the negative lines. comments that we've yeah. had have come from people whose perceptions have been very, very far outside of what would be considered reasonable objection. Um, this year, though, interesting. I mean, I'll, I. I look forward to seeing what happens. Uh, a person was expressing dissatisfaction for a, a, a John Fechner piece where the text says "Gunland," and he's a, he's a very you know famous pioneering artist, for, you know street artist in New York from back in uh, 1968 was his first piece, and um, you know the piece is very much about the problem that America has with guns and what's going on in the culture and stuff and somehow somebody saw that and took offense to it and I think maybe thought in some sort of way maybe it was promoting guns or something so you know anything can be taken and can be taken out of context depending on who's looking at it and what the lenses are that they're looking through it in so you can't make anything that's bulletproof and then going back again to the nature of political art etc you shouldn't have to do like velvet gloves and make everything nice you know i mean the purpose of art well, is no, to make people purpose, think yes exactly and to, and to mm-hmm. get in touch with what's especially real especially with political art again yeah. like you said preaching to the choir is one thing but that's not who you really want to see it right because you want it to shock in a way yeah and obviously you know i mean there's you can take it to all levels and i think the challenge and i, I think what's nice is like that sweet combination of like how do you shock people in a way that's still you know palatable digestible so it's like a delicate balance like you don't you don't want to totally clobber them but you don't want to do kids gloves you like want to give people content and substance um but i mean i think we all know like people you kind of got to meet people where they are and some people can handle certain information and, and that's another thing about the diversity of the art here is i think there's there's so many different things that there's something for everyone. Oh, there truly have, is com- at this one. Have, there really is political something art, for everyone you have on the street. Representational, hyper realistic, super graph. It's a smorgasbord. Yeah, with the <laughs> uh, the eclectic selection is part of the the interesting. Uh, you know, the, it's part of the Welling Court uh, playbook. You know, you go hard fonts like uh, Queen Andrea next to. You know, uh, uh, new school stuff next to mosaics, next to you know all sorts of different things. Something for everybody. John, quick, pick your favorite. Go. 
My favorite from this year? This year. I can't. I don't know if I could do that. I, I like, you know, the, my problem is I get invested in the artist, too. So, like, I feel like I'm influenced by, if I really like the artist, you know, then I'm like, I really love your piece. And, you know, and, and I would like it over a piece that I find equally interesting if I don't like the artist like as the much. Artist. All right, so, top five. <laughs> well, I always like the work. I love the work of the trio over over here to my right, Joel Artista, Mark Evan, and... and uh, always top notch. Chris Soria. And Chris Soria. I think that's great. I really love the guy. I Actually, I don't even know what his name is, but he's from the FX crew around the corner. I, ha- I don't know if he's oh. been here before. Yeah, the Mexico FX crew. Did I can't remember their names. I just met them is this he, they trip. They were brilliant. He's new this year, right? Or they're Yeah, new? I mean, yeah. They're, uh, well, okay, so O'Neill, who is... Did the one at the he, end. He's, he's been participating oh, right. for many years. Yeah. Uh, part of the contingency of the okay. building that's no longer there. So I gave them that spot. And so it's O'Neill, who's been here th- those years, and then two of his friends from Mexico that are part of the FX crew and uh, and then I believe another guy I think they had four people kind of three people largely on that um, it's beautiful so I love that one I think it's and it's fun you know I was here yesterday checking it out and it looks completely different today like the face is different everything is it's so cool and I think that's what's fun even within you know a, a few days here you just see so much change I like also the um, uh a new one. I think the guy who's going to be working with Chris on doing the um, Herb Smith, right? Herb Smith. Venge. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. he's Venge. Yeah, but, oh, robots yeah. will kill. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't know that. that yeah, but yeah. I know. I didn't know. Okay, but he, he finally gets to do his but birds I like this that year. He's doing birds. Because, yeah. Okay. That's him. That's full, so. Far, I, I feel really weird not having known that, but I didn't know that this whole time. He does I know Venge, the most but I didn't amazing. Know that that was him. Yeah, oh, right. So his you, canvas two, two work is. Yeah, I thought there were different people. I've seen stuff That's up awesome. at Audub- Audubon Mural Project, and I didn't yeah. know that yeah. it was one and the same. So, okay. Well, another I'm glad graph I kid got done well, done good. Um, and you know, I always like uh, Cern doing his things. Is that four? And then my last one. Uh, I don't know. A new a new one for me is uh, is. Uh, Gabriel Specter is that new this year? Yes. Is he new here? Okay. So I think I like seeing the new work. You know, before I was talking about how I really like just the turnover of the same people, you know, same old. But I also like that there's some fresh faces and fresh work that, you know, exposes you to to new work out there. So I appreciate all of it. I'll bet you Audrey can give me your favorite. Oh, well, you know what? This year it's got to be Damien. Uh, yeah. um, Damien just kind of next leveled in my opinion Not that he hasn't always been good But he took his little trip And met some boys And did some painting And he's come back a new man His work is insane now And I can't wait He's telling me what's coming up next And we are in for a treat We must keep him from moving for a while I was also happy to see Harry Bones here this year. I mean, I know he's been in the area. He's another brilliant, brilliant. I'll yeah. blow you away. I just love his work. All, uh, anytime I see it, I just, I don't know, I like the electricity of it. It just feels like it glows. And his it's use of light. Yeah. He understands light, the level of light. It's, you know, comic book, um, hardcore animation, the kind of world that, you know, you want to live in. Uh, well, Garrison, what more can we say? I think we've said it all. Uh, what I would like to do is help you out uh, with uh, a little shout out to artists that may want to participate in the 10th annual Welling Court Mural Festival. So how would people reach out to you in that? Um, I, th- I think the easiest way to remember is either the website, which is 
wellingcourtmuralproject.com or same thing on Instagram, wellingcourtmuralproject. So if you can remember the name of the project, you can track down how to email us and or call. But um, yeah, submitting, submitting information that we can check out is the best way. And um, as Bike Girl said, I mean, it's like we do like to mix it up with uh, old school heavy hitters and well-known people as well as new, new lesser known up and coming. So, you know, whereas nothing is guaranteed, we're always happy to check out, check out people's stuff. And uh, it's always, you know, it's always good to grow the community. And I guess I will just add, um, you know, a lot of people kind of ask about and have asked over uh, over the years, you know, what's what's the future of Welling Core? What do you want to do next, et cetera? And they also ask about, you know, frequent question is how the project started, et cetera. And so I think a key is, is like that this project was truly grassroots, started by um, a Jonathan Ellis, a, a man who lived on the block for many many years and and wanted to make his neighborhood better and we were just fortunate to connect through mutual friends and that came from the activist circle uh reverend billy and the church of stop shopping um and so just like how basically a person living in a neighborhood that had an idea to make his neighborhood a better place and put it out there into the world and then was connected through social circles um, and then how that can manifest into something like this that's now in its ninth year and has, you know, literally transformed the lives of many, many people. And, th- and this is something that people can do wherever they live, whether, whether they live in a small town, nowhere, Everywhere, or big, big city. Yeah, and that's, no my, that's my whole answer is really more, more art everywhere. Like the more creativity that people have the opportunity to express the better place the world is and so that's really the goal is to create as many opportunities as we can how about Lorelai <laughs> how cool is she? she what what that's the she's amazing she's no the lady that helped yeah. us yeah okay she was on the podcast <laughs> I, just, I know I was just like out of left field like, she's great how about Lorelai <laughs> that's my job is left what field. was in that uh, okay. little malted I, she's outstanding she's been a, a very malt wonderful nice support yeah that was a special chocolate malt yes. <laughs> can you get me one of those please <laughs> <laughs> magic um, malt oh, she's great you know, and that's the deal that, that, that's the best t- that's the core is like you know people that live in a community and what it means to them and how it makes their life better and I mean you know she has, she's been here a number of years I, you know I feel like four five six something you know and then there's people that have lived here for 10 we've met people that have lived here for 40 50 years i've met people that are 40 years old whose parents have lived here so you know it's like and people from all walks of life all ages etc like it appreciate it and have specifically commented what a positive effect it has on their lives so it's like you can't really argue with that you know it's like it stands for itself and that's that's fun and you're doing great work. We really appreciate it, and thank you very much for having us. Uh, thank you for the shout-out on the, 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 the post that went up today. Uh, we look forward to getting the word out next year and, you know, more of the same. This yeah, was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, absolutely. A lot you're, of fun. You're welcome anytime. We'd love to have you. It's awesome. Everybody thank say you. thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. All right. We are sold out at Welling Court. Thank you again, Garrison.